Okay, welcome back everyone to Get the Net. We got a big show tonight. Going to talk about some derby cheating, a couple local derbies. We're going to do a little co-angler talk. We got a good co-angler coming on with some wild co-angler stories from the Bassmaster Opens. I'll talk about the, you know, experience down there, just getting back. And, uh, you know, we got lots of good stories from there. And uh, it's going to be a good one. We got a, a bunch of things to talk about. So, We're doing things a little bit different. We dive a little bit deeper. And, uh, hey, we appreciate your support. So stick around and we'll get into her. Welcome to Get the Net, a fishing podcast that takes a deep dive into competitive events, fishing news, tips, tactics, and most importantly, interviews with some of the most interesting and in-tuned anglers from Canada to the central U.S. We're leaving no stone unturned to bring you the most raw and authentic talk talk. My name is Jamie Bruce, and while my resume says bass, my frying pan says walleye, I'm no stranger to the multi-species realm. Whether you're puttering on tackle, driving the bus, cutting the grass, or killing time in a 9 to 5, we'll try to give you something in every episode to take with you on the water, or at the very least, bring you a few laughs. We got a good show happening tonight. I just got back from uh, Bassmaster Southern Open on Lake Hartwell. Got a bunch of good stories from that place. Uh, there's lots of other things happening in the fishing world right now. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about a little bit of cheating, not just uh, not just these dummies that put lead in their fish. We're kind of over them, but we got some better stuff to talk about than that. Uh, you know, we got some wild stories too. We're going to get some good co-angler stories from uh, from a buddy that's coming on in a in a little bit here. A couple local derbies to touch on, and we're going to get right into it. Um, you know, I'm just finally home. I got back from that open on South Carolina and. Uh, literally the next day I had to go to Niagara Falls for uh, for a business trip to Hill and man haven't haven't stopped and there's been lots going on in the fishing world um, you know been thinking about a lot laughing about a lot and uh, we're gonna have some good stuff for you tonight we're gonna pull on uh, Cody Wood Canada's co-angler he's coming up soon well I've got you here I gotta ask you and I hate doing this but this is you know this is the way of the road you got to do a little subscribing if you're listening on Spotify uh hit me up with a little rate and review share on your socials um you know hit like comment stuff i I realize i'm kind of going all over the map between youtube spotify apple and all that stuff but we need some love if you uh you know if you want to go back to talking about what your favorite color spinnerbait is as fighter says um and things like that then you know be my guest but right now the way i'm looking at it is you're walking down the street with a pocket full of pennies that you just got for free and there's a bunch of street performers lined up you know and you stop and listen to one you got that big old bag of free pennies and he's just asking you for one and you didn't have to pay for it it's not going to cost you anything all you got to do is put that penny in his guitar case and that's what's going on with this podcast right now that's uh that's the position you're in if you don't like it hang on to your penny move on to the next street performer but here's where you're at I need your penny. <laughs> so slide on, like I said, if you're on YouTube, hit subscribe, turn the notifications on, drop a comment, anything. Just, I don't care if it's chirping me, that's fine. But, you know, to stay to stay relevant in this game and, you know, and and stick around and kind of and try to elevate fishing podcasts or, 
give a different perspective, then, you know, we need to, need to keep that growth rocking, uh, to keep everything around. So, Hey, I mean, thanks again for, for everyone that's already done this. And, uh, you know, I look forward to, to keeping this thing going for, for quite a while. So anyway, we're done with that. So give me your penny. We're going to move forward here. Um, got to bring you some news from btfishing.com. Got a little bit of new juice in, um, we've got a new color of smeltinator jig for the, for the walleye crowd or the exotic bass crowd. Uh, it's called big windy and she's a killer. And this thing was designed to catch big walleye on Lake Winnipeg, primo hook, primo paint job, just made to spec. So we got a limited run. So check that out at btfishing.com or in store at Lake of the Woods Sports headquarters. Uh, also got a new bass color. It's called Ralph Smoke. Um, you know, kind of modeled after the, uh, the Z-Man colors, Ralph Shad and Smokey Shad, and she's a damn beauty. Um, so people have been waiting for new Smeltinator colors for a while. Those are out. Elite Series Marabou's back in stock, tied on the B-Jig. Damn, my phone's been ringing like crazy, trying to get those in the summer. They're finally here, just in time for October. But if you want some for the spring now, it's probably the time to jump on them. So check those out, www.btfishing.com. Use promo code GETTHENET. Get yourself 10 points at checkout and free shipping over 99 bucks to Canada and the U.S. A couple other reminders while I've got you here. Check out that Sims gear. Um, been running that. Got all geared up. I thought there was going to be a hurricane down on Hartwell. It never ended up happening, but, um, you know, pulled out the gamut with the Sims gear. It got you covered from whatever, cold, rain, sun, all that stuff. Cool company, too. Like, just look at their pro staff. They got, you know, the guys you want to watch. They're really good at putting back into um, the industry and supporting... I mean, people that we all like instead of, you know, these guys aren't just sponsor bots. They're, uh, they're genuine, authentic, and just good bass catchers. So check out Sims, not only because they have the best gear, but because they keep this industry cool. <laughs> and I don't really need to sell Z-Man to you too hard. Uh, stuff pretty much sells itself, um, you know, especially up here in Pike Country. You can go broke using regular plastics, but... Check out them Elastex. There's some new micro finesse crappie baits. They'll be good on the smallmouth front too. Those are just coming out. I uh, had a chance to try out one of those Hellraiser topwaters. Those things are super sweet as well. They'll be uh, they'll be on the shelves at uh, sports headquarters any day now. Uh, you know, keep checking that place. So they got things turning through by the minute. Tons of ice shacks coming through right now. And this week, you know, this podcast will be around for it. And this week, you can get 10% off all your ice shacks. Uh, man, winter's coming. So load up on them ice shacks. I drove past about eight inches of snow by Nestor Falls yesterday. So she's coming whether you want it or not. So make winter suck a little less. And they probably got the best stock in North America of uh, 40 volt Strike Master uh, Lithium Pro Ice Augers too. So check them beauties out while they still got them. I think I'm just going to get uh, the Canada's Co-Angler Angler uh, Cody Wood on now. This is the, one of the hardest parts of the podcast is talking to yourself. You know, I'm just sitting here in the corner of the garage talking to no one. I like, I feel weirded out. Like my neighbors walked by and just saw me talking to a screen. It's just a, it's a part I don't really like. Um, you know, there's a lot of guests that I don't really want to go through all this stuff with and they might not want to, but, um, we'll bring Woody on. He's, uh, he's usually got a lot to say, so we'll, uh, we'll go through the list with him. What's up, Woody? What's going on there? Oh, just actually, I forgot your intro. 
Um, okay. Now I got to pump your tires with your with you here. Uh oh. <laughs> we got a multiple tournament champion. <laughs> Bunch of lakes no one's ever heard about. A steady <laughs> contender in the Atacokan Bass Classic, and most recently is the only Canadian, the Bassmaster Open stop number three on Lake Hartwell. We got Canada's co-angler, Cody Wood. <laughs> How's that? What's going on, bud? Oh, not much. Not much. How are you doing? Thanks for uh, hopping on. I know your midnight shift here. Yeah, yeah, we're doing the night shift. Trying to figure out how to get the volume up, but... You can't hear me? I can hear you. I just... We're at the, we're at the mine here, so the Wi-Fi is not the greatest either. You got uh, You got headphones? Yeah. Oh, nice one. Fancy ones, too. <laughs> well, hey, I got to point out, too, thanks for not wearing your tournament jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that was going in the drawer there so the boys don't bug me about the bass logo anymore. <laughs> Every new guest I have, I'm always concerned they're going to show up and have a bunch of patch pirates on. You should know I'm not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob, well... Uh, I haven't really gone through anything yet. Um, I was going to pull you on to go through the kind of local stuff and just BS, and then we'll get into your your co-angler stories. <laughs> yeah, they're still fresh in the memory. As good as my memory is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, for those of you that don't know or haven't watched the videos, Cody came, uh, came down with me to Lake Hartwell uh, last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was. And, uh, he pre-fished with me, stayed with me and, uh, participated as a co-angler in the event. So in all these big tournaments, uh, on the opens, there's, uh, there's co-anglers. They're not part of your team. They just get randomly assigned to a boater every day. And, uh, they fish their own tournament against other co-anglers for a three fish limit. So this was Woody's first one. And he jumped at the opportunity and it, you know, it really helped me having someone to pre-fish with and, um, bitch around a little bit and <laughs> help drive. Yeah, there was some of that going on. Yeah, I tried to keep her civil, but I would yeah. expect the same out of you if I went as your, as your co-angler. Yeah, I mean, I had to learn not to cast in front of you. I mean, you taught me that pretty quick, too. <laughs> yeah, you got the luck right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is hard when you're used to running your own show. Like I said, what he's uh what he's won a bunch of derbies and he's uh he's well known in in uh his area in Atacokan for being a good bass angler. So it is hard to go to the back of the boat and just kinda off in La La Land. It takes uh takes a lot of patience. So I expected some some forward casts. Oh yeah. I mean you had me pretty dialed in there with the live scope in the back, so <laughs> I couldn't complain. Yeah, yeah, I brought him his own live scope for the back of the boat. He just sat down. He looked like Babe Winkleman on a guide trip out of a square sterns canoe for the weekend. So, <laughs> but hey, bud, while we were gone, we uh, we missed out on a couple local derbies, so we got to give some shout outs here. Good with that? Do it. Okay, White Dog first. We were talking about this one. I think they had around 40 or 50 teams. Um, tournament up on the English river system. It's, you know, quite a, quite a ways from civilization. And, uh, Jason McDonald and Chase Hawley, uh, won. and big weights too. I don't have them in front of me, but it's only a four fish limit. And they had, 
I don't know. I think one of the days they might have had 18 pounds for four. They're, they're obviously giant smallmouth. Um, last year, Gussie, Kessler, Magahi, and Simmons, those guys all went and got first, second, and third. So I talked to Gussie, and he's like, yeah, the locals stepped her up, bud. <laughs> like people that are used to fishing that system or are maybe from uh, – from white dog um you know they they had to watch gussie take uh take the 10 grand home last year and and yeah like i said they stepped up their game uh gussie still got in the top five he still got a check but by no means did uh did he just show up and jack their money and <laughs> so everybody had the live views this year yeah there was some scoping going on and probably a little bit heavier practice and things like that so yeah Lots of good stories from there. Uh, looks like they're expanding the tournament next year and going to raise some payouts and everything. So I expect that one to uh, to you know keep getting popular. So yeah, and the same weekend as that, we had Whitefish Bay. Um, we had 27 teams this year. The problem in the fall is there's lots of tournaments on the same weekend, so lots of these fields get diluted to 20 or 30 boats. Um, this is a good one. I fished it last year. We had a good time. Um, Crawford's hosted it this year and buddies, Brian Gustafson and Jay Samsel won. Um, we got the report from them when we were down there. Uh, and they had some large mall, some small mall and laid a pretty good beating on her. So, yeah. So congrats to, uh, Brian and Jay. That's, uh, that's a solid job. I think their average was around 40. I think their average is around 20 pounds, um, each day for the two day tournament. So not, uh, not an easy one to win. Usually you got to catch them real good. So. Good job there. And also we missed the Frank McClymont. It's the last bass tournament of the year uh, in this area. Uh, they've had around 60 teams the last few years. It sounded like it was the same this year. Uh, and, you know, in memory of Frank McClymont, Frank was like the ultimate Ironman of the KBI and the Fort Francis Canadian Bass Championship around here. I don't think he missed an event since the tournament started, um, you know, up until he he passed away. So I was lucky enough to fish with Frank um, before he passed. Uh, it was kind of when I just started to meet him, and he's a great guy. But anyway, yeah, it's, you know you're a good guy when they name a tournament after you. Yeah. So um, Ian Water and Matei Demers won this year. Uh, they had 21-30. They had one large mouth, four small mouths. That's a big bag. Uh, this tournament's never been won with under 20 pounds. I, I think the only time was last year we had 1997 and won it. Um, but I think the scale was weighing a little light. So, uh, 21, 30, they actually won by quite a bit, like a pound and a half, which is a lot for a one day tournament. Um, so good job, fellas. It's always sweet to win the, uh, win the last one of the year. Then you get to flex all season. I will say though, daddy wasn't home. <laughs> <laughs> daddy wasn't home for that one. You give him a pass, Brucey. Yeah. No, I would have donated twenty one thirty. That's freaking tough to do on Lake of the Woods. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Uh, how about this cheating scene? Ooh. Everybody who doesn't even fish is asking about it. So, I can't how freaking tired are you of hearing about it? Oh, it's yeah, yeah. It's like people hearing about me going co-angling. They're sick of it. <laughs> yeah, they've had enough. Oh. Not no yet. one's no one's even gonna click on this. I'm not gonna put your face as the thumbnail in. Please don't. I'll no, no, well, lots. It's like lots of messages and everybody asked, and nobody knew that you go fish with somebody else. Like, there's a lot of 
a lot of areas people didn't know about. So, but what yeah. kind of? How about the cheating thing? What were people asking you about that? Oh, they were asking if we had weights down in South Carolina with us and bugging me that well, you would have did better if you brought some weights with you. <laughs> yeah, needed some fish to put them in, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's always lots of lame chirps. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sick of hearing about it. To be honest, it's not like. I don't know why it's such a big deal. I think it's because it's the first one, like the big scandal that's been uncovered since every person with a rod and reel or without is on social media. That's so maybe that, maybe that just blew it up more. But like, it wasn't that long ago in the Dryden Wally Masters, there was uh, a big cheating scandal. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's probably 20 years ago. I don't, I don't have all the facts on this, um, but this is my understanding. So... Uh, some couple guys from the U S were out fishing like the night before the tournament and had caught a line, uh, like a rope, uh, whatever. And they're like, Oh, what is going on here? And they pulled it up and there's a giant walleye on it. <laughs> so, or maybe it was two, whatever, still alive, tied to the rope, like rope was anchored down. They just happened to catch it. Uh, so they called the police, the police advised them like, yeah, just, don't change anything, um, you know, put it back where it was. And, uh, I guess the Dryden police service went up. They sent a guy, this was like 20 years ago. So he probably had like a big freaking Magnum boombox style camera, VCR tape over his shoulder, had to creep into the bush in the dark and, uh, got it all set up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, sure. Shit on takeoff. Here comes buddy. Um, went right to it you know starting spot obviously and roped it in whatever threw it in his live wall and beat it um so whatever they busted him uh he's actually fishing with his daughter Uh, which is brutal and then even worse they had won the tournament the year before i believe yeah i don't know it's bad enough and then you're fishing with your daughter come on yeah. So like needless to say, he got run out of town. Um the guy's last name was Agwire. I I'll always remember that because still the running joke, like at the walleye masters for all the old boys, um, when they ask each other what kind of line they're using, they say Agwire. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty mint jab. <laughs> and a good good way to ne- you know, never forget the cheater's name. Um but I yeah, I mean this kind of thing happens. There's a there was a tail cutter in uh in Sulacote a few years ago turning some eighteen inch walleye into brook trout. <laughs> little square tails. Yeah, old square tail. You ever see any cheating in your travels? No, I mean there's always you always hear rumors of these guys are doing this, these guys are doing that, but never blatantly like jamming weights and fish like that. I mean that's just uh that's a little offside, even for our neck of the woods yeah that's dues in her yeah why is yeah. it always in walleye tournaments that's why i was just that's whenever somebody says something i just say this walleye guys like why do you think that is i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm sure it's going on you know like honestly i'm sure it's going on somewhere in bass derbies as well you know but uh yeah, there's still a lot of dickheads that fish bass tournaments. I was just gonna say there are all kinds of kinds in both tournaments. So, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Just giving giving some backlash to the walleye guys. It sounds like I mean, 
they're the ones getting busted doing it. So. Yeah, maybe the Basque guys are just better at it. Yeah, they've been practicing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's our cheating segment. You want to talk about Hartwell? Let's get at her. Um, how'd you like your first Bassmaster experience, bud? Or your first U.S. tournament experience? Uh, up until the day of the tournament, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we had a good week. It was uh, it was pretty pretty good time, I'd say. Lots of laughs. Like, I mean, I didn't know what I was getting into there. Uh, <clears throat> as a co-angler, you only can bring so much stuff, and you're fishing a lake that I mean, we fished offshore all week, and first day you're back in the docks there. So, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, and. Next time I would have planned a little better and uh, did a little more research on what we could be doing. Well, I mean, that part's kind of like anyone that did good there last time. Like I watched that Andrew Upshaw's video and he's like, last time I just cracked them on topwaters and flukes. And that's what everyone said. Topwaters, flukes, topwaters, flukes. You couldn't even catch a damn bass on one of those things. No, would they get one bass on a topwater in a week of throwing it? Like, yeah. <laughs> And I didn't even tie a fluke on because I watched you not catch him on the two. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's just one of those things. You can do all the research you want. And if it ain't going on that week, it ain't going on. So it is hard to, to pack tackle for these kind of things. Did uh, you ever list your riser baits there online? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a hot tip on this, uh, this riser bait. And they're like, oh, Scott Martin got it on it last time. It just looks like a, yeah, it looks like you're reeling in a crankbait with the line wrapped around the front hook. <laughs> it looked like two castles. Like, this is torture. Yeah, the great bear should thank me. I cleaned them right out of it, and uh, I think I got them all still in the package. Yeah. Oh, man, the amount of money I spent on tackle before this just in a, in anticipation is out of control. That ever show up for you? <laughs> yeah, it showed up. I got to organize all the stuff now that I'll probably never use. Put her in a Lake Hartwell box. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah we um like i said cody came down with me and uh the first day we got there was like hurricane watch we went to the first we were like oh we got an hour left of fishing it was a super windy like 50k wind went fishing first spot caught (laughs) caught a limit (laughs) was like oh and i've been telling him the whole time i was like man fishing in the south is painful like don't expect to catch a bunch of fish you know I've gone hours and hours and hours of not catching fish in anywhere in the U.S. I've ever been. And it just never really happened. We kind of just had pretty good fish, and there's lots of little fish in this lake. And so whatever, after the first day, uh, Austin Felix and Brad Leitner were doing a little, like, tournament. And we're like, yeah, we'll just jump in that. We just pre-fished <laughs> through a tournament. We just wanted our entry fee. Austin knew we had him, had him dialed in. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't take it too hard. Oh, yeah, they did. They beat us by five pounds. But we got to beat up on some locals. I honestly think that helped. It gave, like, yeah. a confidence boost. It's like, okay, you don't suck that bad, even though you're <laughs> 2,500 kilometers from home. Like, yeah, um, you know, and obviously it wasn't wasn't like the Elite Series in that parking lot derby. But, you know, it just kind of gave us that boost. It's like, okay, you can swing. And we just fished all new water that day. Like nothing we've ever seen before. Just fished and fished and caught fish. So got a little, what's that? 
didn't show up totally prepared for that one, but I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, Woody and our buddy Rasmussen we were staying with. I was like, oh, okay, we're fishing this tournament. You know, we better go, like, tie a leader and uh, whatever. Do a little bit of stuff. Like, it's not a big tournament. It's $150, I think, the entry was. And, uh, you know, we had nothing ready. So, I was like, oh, we should do something. No, 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 no. Have another round. Have another round. Okay, yeah, we were at this bar called Willa Dean's. Which is a pretty mint place in the south. We'll touch on that in a minute. But uh, yeah, so we just show up in the morning and takeoff wasn't actually at a time. They, I guess they do this down there where they just say first light. So it's dark. We're like, my, <laughs> I didn't even have a fuse in my nav lights because I never use nav lights up here. <laughs> I had like the talon light and the graph on full brightness. And I guess that passed the light inspection, but I go to take off and I turn around and this freaking guy's on the back deck. He's got like six rods laid out, Ziploc bags opened up, like pretty much everything he owns is on the back deck of the Lund. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just like, what did I get myself into? And he goes, what would you say? What did you say when I went to take off? Well, they were jumping right at the landing. I thought that'd be a perfect starting spot. They were jumping all over. I said, Brucey, let's just just fish here. Yeah, yeah. Like, you weren't having that. So let me ask you this. Have you ever been anywhere on Lake Hartwell before or after where they haven't just been jumping everywhere in the morning? Yeah. Yeah, that's not a that's not a sure sign to start fishing. <laughs> <laughs> There's striped bass everywhere that busts the surf like the surface just comes alive in the morning. You can waste a lot of time like chasing them down on the trolling motor and as that's a, a lot of waste of time. But yeah, I think he just wanted to get his shit together, so yeah, I needed a minute. I thought maybe this will keep them occupied until I can cut, tie a couple leaders up here. But you weren't buying it. You weren't buying what I was selling. So yeah. Oh well. At least we got you into a little, little derby before your nightmare derby experience. After. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah. I mean, I, we I put a bunch of videos out on this, and I got another one coming out this week uh, of like the actual tournament, but. Um, for those of you that don't know, it was the third stop of the Bassmaster Southern Opens, last stop on Lake Hartwell. Uh, I made it, I didn't get into the first Bassmaster Open, got into the second one on Cherokee, got a third place finish there. Came down to Hartwell just to kind of, you know, get a little variety in my diet in case I want to do a bunch next year and have a good fishing trip and have a chance at, you know, possibly doing well. Just the check, a check was kind of the goal. And yeah, I went down there. Uh, ended up having a good tournament. Uh, ended up in the top 20. And yeah, I mean, I'll probably touch on this after, but pretty crushed because it was like, oh, I only need to be, I only would have needed to be like 50th place in Florida to guarantee a spot on the Bass Elite Series, but couldn't uh, couldn't get it. But anyway, uh, we had a good time down there. And like I said, Woody was down there uh, as a co-angler. And that's uh, that's the reason we're pulling them on now because we want to hear. Uh, I've already heard these stories, but I want to dive into them a little, and and people got to hear some of some of this stuff. It's funny shit. So, <laughs> so tell me about the derby, bud. Walk me through it. Yeah. So you, uh, we're out for actually we were out for dinner, and you get your message from Bass. They uh, they let you know who you're going to be fishing with. So I get the message, and we do some research. I'm thinking this is going to be great. I'm not going to use the guy's names or anything like that, but uh, 
He's a stick. Yep. And I mean, he lived lived on a spotted bass lake, so I thought it was I thought she's gonna be game time tomorrow. <clears throat> yeah, and we were telling you like, oh yeah, man, this guy's yeah. a freaking hammer. Look at his winnings. He's from yeah. a spotted bath bass lake, like here in business. Oh yeah. So I mean my, I'm I'm up here. I'm up here right now thinking I'm gonna be jacking on them tomorrow. Um get there in the morning. Uh, we we meet up with him. Brucey brings me over to his boat. Awesome guy. Like he's an awesome dude. Yeah. Um, couldn't ask for a better guy to fix with that, in that aspect of it. But uh, so you know, you, you do your thing. Uh, I'm probably tying leaders on his back deck before takeoff, like usual. But yeah, uh, we get rolling, head to our first spot, and swings are wide around a point. Well. We come to an abrupt stop as we hit a rock shoal. <laughs> <laughs> Eight-hour-old, brand-new boat. And, I mean, I yard sail right out of my seat to the front deck. Boom. And I'm thinking, is this is this how it goes? Like, I've never seen an Elite Series guy or anybody hit a rock on TV. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think there's only, like, three rocks in the whole lake. Yeah. So that, that was the morning. So, I mean, me, my shit flying everywhere, all over his boat. Probably didn't even have my tackle bag done up. Like, you know how I am. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well that, that's how we started. Uh, my co-angling experience was hitting a rock shoal. Decent uh, start. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't Can only get better from there, right? Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> so then uh, we, we take off. You know, we're missing the skag. It's not a big deal. You don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind. It's on my boat. <laughs> yeah. You know, I gather all my stuff. We take off. Um, we head into this river channel. And I'm thinking, like, the lake's back there, man. Like, let's go, let's go back yeah. that way. You've been, you've been catching, we've been catching yeah. 30 spotted bass a day in the open water for the last week. Yeah, now I'm in uncharted waters. I don't even know where we're going. Are we going to a different lake? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, first dock that we see in that river, he slows down. I thought, maybe he knows something. Well, he definitely knows something I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, he definitely knew a bunch I didn't know either. <laughs> so he swings her into this dock, and... Uh, <clears throat> I mean, this guy has probably skipped a million docks in his lifetime. Yeah. Oh, so we pull in, and I mean, we're four feet from this dock. I'm casting out into the abyss, straight out into the middle of the lake, because I don't know what to do around this dock. I've never skipped a dock in northern Ontario. There ain't even many docks. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I think the only dock where you're from is like at the tournament takeoff, or do they even have one there? Yeah, or you got a floating dock that the boys are drinking beers on, but you don't have any like these. So yeah, he wheels in there, and uh, you had to see it to believe it. Like the way this guy could skip under the dock. There's little walkway bridges from the dock to the shore, so he wheels into there, and now there's these big wires that hang over. So he says, hey, do you mind lifting those wires so I can troll through there? I said, not a big deal. <laughs> well, the first wire, I grab him. And, you know, you got to hold him up pretty high so that his power pole could get under it. Yeah. So he pulls through there. He catches a bass as I'm holding the first wire. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'll do this all day if uh, we're going to catch a bunch of bass. Yeah. But after the first one, he didn't ask again. It was just your duty to lift these wires. It was implied. Oh yeah, just you're supposed to know, like lift. Those. <laughs> it didn't even look back at me again. 
It was like, yeah, he'll be lifting them. So, <laughs> so I mean, I did that, and then we pulled to the next dock. So after you come around the first dock, there's the wires to go under, and then the next dock is, you know, maybe 40 feet from it. And, uh, you know, he burns right along that dock, skips under each part of the floating dock. Um, I'm in the back so that his boat's not playing bumper boats at this point. I'm kicking off his dock, off these docks, yeah. <clears throat> making sure he's not scraping up his boat. Not that he really cared after his skag, but I mean. Yeah, anyway. thing was basically a write-off after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was my job after that was, you know, make sure the boat doesn't hit the dock. And you're the you're the wire lifter guy. Yeah. Like I said, he never asked for any of that after, but it was like, yeah, you're doing that. So, like I mentioned to you, I've never skipped a dock. Like, it's just not <laughs> it's not something I even know how to do. I don't even I didn't even have gear with me to do it. Like, I could skip a Sanko in there, and that was it, right? And that's after this legend has already ate apart this whole dock. <laughs> Yeah, you said he was super methodical in his approach, eh? Every dock, it was the same cast. It was the same distance. Like, it, I should have made a video to to watch and practice it. I mean, it was you got mesmerized watching what he was doing. <clears throat> yeah, must make you feel like just an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> well, and then he goes, you know, you should, you should throw a popper around this area. And, I mean, I probably had 15 poppers with me. Yeah, yeah. Those all the time that's, that's one of your bread and butters. Yeah, let's do it. So I started wigging that around, and you know, I snag uh, one of the wires that's holding on to the dock. Yeah, got oh, one of the cables. Just, yeah, did you snag the cable? I said, yeah, I snagged her. Okay, well, I'll get this one off for you. And, you know, good karma. He says, if I help you. <laughs> Perfect, man. <clears throat> so he yeah. snags, he snags me. Great guy. Well, after I lost 17 poppers after that, I, I wasn't mentioning that I had a snag. I mean, I was just snap that off. <laughs> He'd look back at me, and I'm tied in the back of the boat. What are you doing? No, oh, just changing colored poppers. Like, not a big deal. <laughs> Don't worry what I'm doing. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm down 300 bucks in poppers. <laughs> yeah, and he's probably in the front being like, oh, my God, my co-angler thinks color matters on a popper. <laughs> I, I think he probably knew that I was just, snapping them off because <laughs> yeah we did go back to some of the same docks we did a little loop back <laughs> and uh, there's some fresh poppers hanging and hopefully the people who owns those docks kids aren't playing around by them because yeah they'll be snagged up for sure yeah they'll be filling their t- tackle box <laughs> yeah. and, so then, and he's, what he said after he's like if you want to know where all the good docks are just drive around looking for poppers because that's everywhere we went <laughs> oh yeah i got one hanging everywhere that's for next year, though. We're going we're gonna to use that pattern. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, like I was saying, he had, uh, we were lifting, I was lifting the wires so frequently that uh, I actually had to go into my bag, put my Sims gloves on, because, I mean, some of them wires are sharp. Yeah. So at this point, I'm thinking, I'm going to get, that'll be the next thing, eh? I'm gouged open there and bleeding out in the back of his boat. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're pretty much a linesman at this point. I'm like a deckhand, I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> you should have wore like no tarp, uh, Helly Hansen, like straight rubber bibs, like a yeah. Paddington Bear rubber hat, and like some nice crabbing gloves. Uh, I was still pretty determined that I needed to catch some fish. 
and uh he was good like he was he taught me a lot yeah he taught me a lot he didn't try to hide anything he was doing he no this guy he had a potential 20 pound bag i mean i seen them at the boat like they missed a couple right at the boat had some real big followers come to the boat yeah he he was on he was on it but uh just couldn't couldn't get him in the boat that day but uh yeah he did he, he taught me a lot and uh he we pulled into one area and i had zero bass it was you know 12 o'clock or 10 o'clock i think it was and uh i happened to see one just kind of little ripple out the middle of the lake so i'm not saying nothing i'm like yeah. looking this way i'm going that way <clears throat> so i bomb went out to it it hit the water and it was on and uh he looks at me he's like you got a fish i know it's surprising but yeah i got one <laughs> <laughs> so i in that 14 inch right to the boat like like it was the Bassmaster classic did he do uh i was trying to prep woody a little bit uh during pre-fish because i had been a co-angler before I've, I've done a couple events on the flw tour uh back when it was a thing uh just ride gussie's coattails down there and and sign up as a co and i was like this, this is all stuff that could happen and uh one of his biggest bass uh it was like i think it was the day before the tournament he hooked a nice bass in the morning like a you know a two and a half pounder which is a big one there and uh as soon as he hooked it he's like i got a good one I put that trolling motor of mine on 10 and uh, pointed in the other direction and I went as fast as I could. And <laughs> I was like, if you can get them in while I was doing this, then you're, you know, you're ready for most co-angling scenarios. Cause I've heard of that happening. I've heard of like, um, you know, some assholes back in the FLW days doing that to their co-anglers getting miserable that they catch one and, and things like that. So I think you're, you're hopefully you're well prepped in that regard, but luckily the dude was super nice. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for you to spool me when you were cutting over my line there. <laughs> I'm just trying to look out for you, bud. It was like co-angler training camp. You know, I'm yeah. part of Team Canada too. It's not just you on there. There was a lot of training going on in the boat that week there. <laughs> Don't cast over my line. If you cast ahead of the boat, I'm going to run your line over with my trolling motor and you're going to pull it out. <laughs> I just remember my voice. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Little did oh, I know yeah. I was just getting prepped. That's yeah. All that was, so. Yeah. Yeah. I was just looking out for you, but it's like a father son kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like taking kid to work day every day for you that week. <laughs> no way. That was good. No, that was real good. We had a bunch of fun. We, uh, Oh man, uh, I think a couple of days before the tournament, we were driving past Matt Robertson. You can't miss him out there. He's got the big, bright red, ugly stick boat, and Autumn this and Autumn that, and Woody's like his biggest fan from Canada. <laughs> so we're like driving by, and like I've talked to Matt. You know, I talked to him last time at breakfast. I know him a little bit, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not like super buddies with him. Um, so I'm not going to bug him when he's in, when we're in official practice. So we're driving by and I, I think I just yelled like an obscenity at him and just kept driving and Woody was just crushed. Like he thought we were stopping. So <laughs> we pulled on to our next spot and, uh, a couple minutes later, Robertson ended up coming over to us. He recognized us and came over for, uh, came over to BS and whatever, talk about what was going on a little bit and I happened to pan my scope over and saw a couple suspended bass and, uh, 
Woody and Robertson were both casting at them, and uh, Woody hooked one. And I, I, like I looked over, and it was like, you know, it was like it was like a kid throwing a pitch at Babe Ruth. Like he was just <laughs> his eyes were just blown out of his head. He's like, oh my god, I got one. It was a good one too. And uh, he gets like two cranks on it. Everyone's watching him now. He gets two cranks on it, loses it. And you just see the soul leave his body and leave his boat. It hurts to even think about Phil. And then he gets another bite by <laughs> a small follower and catches it in front of Matt Robertson. So it was uh, it was awesome to watch. It was like a make-a-wish kind of style. <laughs> That's exactly how I described it, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We pulled up to another buddy, Brad Leitner. Uh, who's oh, who had, he hadn't met uh Woody at the time, and uh, we pulled no, up. We, to him. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> we pulled up to him, and you know, we were talking. Woody hadn't said anything yet, and Brad's got a nice big Camus bass boat. You don't see those around too often here, so you know, we were looking at it. Uh, Woody's been boat shopping a little bit so he's you know got all these questions about all these boats so he doesn't say anything for about five minutes we're talking and talking and talking and all you hear is from the back of the boat how fast does your boat go (laughs) (laughs) i just turned around and look at him i didn't say anything you know brad he's a nice guy he responded and we idled off i was like man you've been doing good this week but like that was the most co-angler comment i've ever heard Asking guys point blank first thing how fast your boat goes. You may as well be wearing like a full tournament jersey and a visor at that time. I was actually ready to just jump out of the tournament at that point. When I I explained it to you? Yeah, well, I kind of, after I said it even, I was like, ooh, that was stupid. And then you really dialed me into how stupid it was. (laughs) I was just riding you pretty good. It just really reminded me of, uh, uh, like when Napoleon Dynamite asked, what kind of bike do you have? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, that we... was not my finest moment. Oh, or I'm just riding you, bud. It's uh, just part of the part of the program. It was fun being able to joke around about this kind of stuff. I mean, we were laughing so hard down there. And I told Ashley, like, I talked to her and she's like, how's it going down there? And I'm like, oh, we're having such a good time. And she's just like, what? Get it together. <laughs> You're playing for keeps. I was like, oh, I didn't realize we weren't allowed to like laugh and have fun in the boat, but she tightened us up. Isn't, didn't she say something else though? I don't know. <laughs> what else did she say? I think she used some profanity. What'd she say? Be fucking around down there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that sounds that sounds accurate. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get into day two here, bud. Well, yeah, I just had good like my. I'll touch on my co anglers too. I on the first day I just had a guy was a beauty. I've had all good co anglers like through throughout my opens experience. Um, you know he he caught one fish on a bait that I wouldn't have used anyway. Um, that would have helped me, but otherwise he wasn't like he didn't cast over my line once wasn't like shooting for the front of the boat he's just a good dude um you know good angler all that so nothing but positive experience there um so i should give a shout out there but uh we're rolling into day two you're sitting in 
I don't know, 105th after day one, you had two bass, which is not, it sounds horrible, but it's really not that bad. There's a couple hundred boats in these things. So he's just mid pack. Take me through day two, bud. Yeah. So first thing is it started off bad. I knew it was going to be bad. He tells me what's let dock to get dropped off at. So I get out with my borrowed bass pro bag there, <laughs> all my rods. And I uh, give him a shout from the dock. He tells me to, to meet him at. Yeah, I'm at the other dock, he says. So I said, okay, well, I'm over here thinking, uh, you know, maybe he's going to idle over here. He goes, yeah, you'll just have to walk over. So I, I was like, okay, you know. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's just part of being like a co-angler peon. <laughs> yeah. That's but, part uh, of it. That wasn't, the, the walking over wasn't the problem. It was like, that we're at the wrong place and you told me to be at this place anyway not a big deal i walk over there uh hop in the boat and a younger fella and uh you know he doesn't say nothing to me not a thing like he's he's big dogging me in the front deck meanwhile i mean the day before the guy should have been big dogging me looking at his statistics there but uh yeah oh like this guy was telling you how good he was no, he just wouldn't even look at me, talk to me, nothing. Like, okay. It was silent, eh? And yeah. Okay. Anyway, so uh, finally we break, you know, I break the ice. I don't know, I probably said something stupid. And uh, he probably had to turn around to look at, like, where that came from. Yeah. Probably <laughs> asked him, like, hey, can I smoke in here, man? <laughs> no, he was smoking already. Come uh, on. Yeah, he was smoking already. He was ripping dags. Yeah. No, in that aspect, I thought, here we go. Like, we're going to be boys. Yeah. You had your vape. You forgot your vape on the first day. You had that rocking. Oh, yeah. You guys are making DOS, banging darts, ripping vapes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good like that. I, I'll mention, as soon as I got in, it, it kind of reminded me of a boat from home there. The console was all ripped out of it, and there was burn burn marks in the carpet. So I thought, maybe this is going to be one of my buddies here. <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So we head out to the first spot and uh, <clears throat> we're out in the middle of the lake and I I made a mistake the night earlier saying to Brucey, you know, it can't get any worse. Like, there's no way we'll be skipping docks for 12 hours, you know. Can't be any worse, they said. Yeah, the don't really smart do. thing to say. Yeah, don't ever do that. <laughs> so we get out to the first spot and we're in the middle of the lake, so I'm, I'm like, perfect, I can actually cast, you know. Maybe let some line breathe off these spools. Yeah, get that underspin out there dancing. Yeah, that, that was the bread and butter. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Shout out BT Fishing Underspin, Smeltinator Underspin. Yeah, no, if you ain't got them, get them. They work. <laughs> but uh, so I start casting, and uh, this guy, I like we had pre-fished for the week, right, Jamie, and uh, fishing brush piles and cane piles. And I'm, I, I keep looking, like, I'm a curious person, so I keep looking uh, at his live school screen, and I can see, like, we're sitting right on top of a cane pile, and, you know, he's catching a little drop shot about four feet in front of the boat. Yeah. Went all week, you know, we had to make the long, long cast and, to get these fish to bite. So, anyway, yeah. I'm paying attention to that, and, you know, we he catches a couple little ones, and we wheel around spot to spot. Probably had about four or five pounds in his live well there, and uh, 
It was, yeah. it was like a, a switch went off there. Well, you know, we're not going to do this all day, he says. I said, okay, well, yeah. I'm like, what do you want to do? You want to go shallow or, you know? No, yeah, you're I mean, probably thinking like, hey, I got some good docks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> look for the poppers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm thinking, okay, he doesn't want to fish out here all day. We're going to go do something different. Mm-hmm. So, no, I mean, we're not going to stay out here with like this. And I'm still a little confused, eh? and whatever. So uh, it was about 12 o'clock, and this guy starts making phone calls. Or it was about quarter to 12, say. He yeah. starts making phone calls to see if we could go in and weigh in and what time we could weigh in at. And I was like, why are we weighing in? Like, Yeah, like you're not in until 4.30 or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then... He kind of, he went south after he started making these phone calls. I heard his phone start dinging. And it was his wife. It was his parents. It was, you know, telling them they're disappointed and whatever. So at uh, about 15 minutes after that, he goes, there she goes. I said, there, what goes? Live scope's dead. I'm thinking, what do you mean the live scope's dead? Like, it's 12 o'clock. We've been out here for, you know, six hours. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's dead. Yeah. Um, so he brings, tells me to put my stuff away. And uh, like at this point, he has all his rods put away off the deck. Like he's done. Wow. Yeah. Wow. When you, when you had touched this story the first time, I thought just the live scope died. So he quit. I didn't, no, I didn't really I, wrap my head around this other stuff. I look back and uh, like I, I had to take a couple pictures. I, I thought I was being punked there. Like, this guy wants to pack her in because his life's so quick. What? Okay. So wow. he, put his, he put his rods away, and uh, he says, well, we're going to go to that dock. Uh, well, I don't know where we are. Like, you know that. The whole mm-hmm. way we were. Yeah, clueless. <laughs> so he, <laughs> yeah. he brings us into this bay. We pull up to this dock, and uh, uh, who's docks this? Like, well, I come to find out it's his Airbnb. And uh, I found out because, well, here comes his parents. <laughs> come busting down to the dock. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets his uh, live scope plug in. He's charging his live scope. This is now at about, you know, 5 after 12, 10 after yeah. 12. Yeah. <clears throat> well, him and his parents had a little powwow there, a little screaming match. Yep. And, and uh, you know, there was. There was some awkwardness for me in the back of the boat there, sitting there casting off my butt seat. Yeah. In the middle of the lake, pretending I'm not paying any attention. <laughs> but I mean, I'm paying attention. <laughs> yeah. A little hard to look away when you're uh, in the middle of the biggest tournament you've ever been to and you're sitting yeah. on a dock watching a freaking screaming match. Yeah. I'm like, Without a pass still yet. None. Zero. And ev- yeah. everyone at home, you know. Lots yeah. of lots of support from the home. Everyone updating bass track and watching weigh-ins, watching four hundred strangers weigh in to see a couple of guys from Canada. Yeah. So, anyways, the parents come down and uh, you know they they laid it on them pretty thick. And, uh, you know we're done with this after this after this tournament. And uh, so that was that was went on for about fifteen minutes, and then uh, next it was the wife. She wasn't happy, and uh, she let him know. 
wasn't very happy and uh yeah yeah so that so then all the whatever all the family stuff was done um yeah. ain't too worried about that i, I want to hear what ha- like what time is it now now it's about uh well you want to hear about the peanut butter sandwiches or no oh. no no that's private family matters peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> We don't need to. We don't need to go this in depth. <laughs> okay, okay, right on. Yeah. <laughs> now it's a, now it's two o'clock. And by the way, I could have went for a peanut butter. Sandwich. Two hours you fished off that dock. Yeah, hour and forty five minutes. We sat at the dock. With wow. So, I mean, it was hotter than shit out that day too. Yeah, and I was getting cranky. I don't usually get cranky like that, but. No, I haven't seen it yet, and I pushed every button I thought you had. <laughs> yeah, I was I was this close to, you know, snapping my crayons. <laughs> so it's quarter to two, and actually we weighed in at two thirty. You could weigh in at two fifteen, is what we found out. Uh, you could weigh in early at two fifteen. So you know now it's quarter to two or ten to two, and uh, we pack it is cored up and. And your flight times, you still don't, you don't actually have to weigh in until like four or something, right? That's right. So we leave that dock, and uh, now you know now I'm paying attention to where we are and where we're headed. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I know we're headed to the weigh-in right now. Yeah. So I got zero fish. And, yeah. Uh, he goes, "Well, is there anywhere that you want to stop and try to fish?" I said, "Yeah, right over there. Pull up to that bank. The wind was just howling into there." And, I, we pulled in. I think they made five casts with a uh, topwater bait, which is pretty crazy to even catch one on after my week. But uh, yeah, five casts, boom, catch one. It was a pound eight, one at one eight. Yeah, and nice one. Goes, yeah, get her in the live well, and like he was already lifting the trawler. He's like, yeah, we're done here. You caught one. Let's go straight to the ramp. You know, we oh in. God. Yeah, no. I didn't know you weighed in at two thirty or two fifteen. It was early. Yeah, it was early. So then I had to. So So like anyone at home watching didn't even get to watch you weigh in because they didn't start the stream until like weigh-in started. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I walked up, dropped my one eight on the scale, and uh, walked off. (laughs) And I wasn't in till. 435 that day yeah yeah so i had some time to reflect on what went on yeah i didn't realize all this i thought like i you know i thought he got the scope charge and you guys went out for some effort again no there wasn't much effort i mean i i think he did put it down like you know don't uh don't quote me 100 percent, but i think he did put it down for maybe 10 minutes uh, at that spot where I asked him to stop, but uh, other than that, there was like he went into the rod locker, pulled one rod out, like he knew we weren't sticking around. Like you go with a man, there's 20 rods on the boat. They're prepped for everything. This was like, let me pull my drop shot out. Dude had 12 pounds the first day too. He could have easily, yeah. Like he fished. I looked after because I like I heard the story. I was like, what, what am I listening to? And I pulled up. Uh, you know, pulled up the fella on Bassmaster, and I was like, "Oh, great! He fished all three Southern Opens this year. He literally took a spot from me." Yeah, I could have been fishing all three Opens, 
and possibly qualify for the Bassmaster Elite Series. And I know I sound like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite right now saying I could have gone pro. Throw football over those mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, this is just mind-blowing. Like, he, he had 12-something pounds. He could still qualify for the Bassmaster class. He had half a day of fishing. Yeah. Like, man, I didn't catch my last fish on the on the first day and like my last good one until I had, I didn't have time to take another cast and this yeah. kid's eating peanut butter sandwiches quitting $5,400 in entry fees US plus everything else that goes into it oh my god like that makes my blood boil I can't believe that I can't believe that happens and I really hope it's just kind of an isolated guy but I, I know it's not yeah I don't think so either I uh, we we see it going, you know, just uh, pre-fishing. You see guys running at 80 mile an hour across the lake. And I think you made a comment about it there. <laughs> yeah, that's how you pre-fish on dad's credit card. I think that's and dude, that's like, that's fine. If, if you know, if you got the resources and and want it and, and don't have to work and can go fish these things and have at her, but like, don't yeah. take a spot, like, there's a lot of these guys that are, you know, they, they have some backing and, and are, are out there killing it. Um, you know, getting up early, going hard, doing it right. And, uh, and then there's other guys that are taking up spots. Um, you sure they have the financial backing, but I would venture a guess to say that this guy was done pre-fishing at two thirty every day. Yeah. We never seen him at the launch. <laughs> yeah, man, that makes me so mad. And not, I mean, not just for me because of that spot, but like for you, you freaking drove 20, whatever, 28 hours, however long it took to get down there. Yeah. And uh, you're sitting on the back of some Airbnb dock for no reason, watching some punk eat a peanut butter and jam. Did it have jam or just peanut butter sandwich? Butter and jam, and it looked good. Like, <laughs> it looked good. You didn't bring a lunch? I don't know. I think I had an Arby's burger that day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We hit the Arby's pretty hard down there. It's, uh, I'm still coming around from all that Arby's. Yeah. That's, uh, man. Water now. We're a couple 250 pounders. Um, so we don't really, didn't really have a fitness coach, uh, in the travels. And like, you know, we ate some celery sticks on the way, but, we were hard into some food that was pretty bad for you. I'm, I'm going on a vacation in a few weeks here, and Ashley's got me on some, I don't know, jumping around the living room doing jumping jacks, and, and then I'm on my own uh, non, uh, non-Arby's non program here. But, yeah, man, I got I to gotta get her together. I'm going to look like a bag of milk on that beach. A <laughs> <laughs> bag of milk. <laughs> it's a different world down there. Yeah, no, we, we didn't miss uh, many Arby's. Uh, we we probably made every wrong turn in Georgia and South Carolina, but we never missed an Arby's turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we got to tell this. So I was doing a little recon. I was like, oh, what are we going to eat down there? Like, what are the good restaurants in, in Hartwell? We were staying down in Georgia, a uh, little town called Reed Creek. Super nice place. Like, I can't wait to go back down there is one of the favorite my favorite place i've ever been to in the u.s had a real nice airbnb out on like a farm and yeah watch some of the videos on youtube there uh you know we cover it pretty good but uh there was a local pub called willa dean's 
and I, I I found it because I was looking through like pictures on Google and there's a picture of a guy singing karaoke that looked exactly like Cody. So I was like, well, we got to go to this place. So we go, um, whatever, have a couple cocktails, have like some smoked brisket, some, they had some good like Southern food, went back the next night. And then we tried to go back the third night, you know, we're fishing till dark. So, you know, you just, I don't really want to go home and cook dinner. It's just kind of go and it's eight o'clock and, uh, our buddy Raz and, uh, another Adam went there and they're like, oh, the kitchen's closed. So we, we never ended up going that third night and the, the morning after there's a bunch of smoke in the air and Raz calls us and he's like, your bar burnt down. <laughs> and I shouldn't laugh because like this place has probably been here for years they had a bunch of great staff, but yeah, literally while we were there, found this place, went there two nights in a row, tried to go three, and then it burnt to the ground. Yeah. And then um, you drew a kid that uh, threw a bit. Man, luck wasn't really on your side this week. No, I'm, I'm just happy that I didn't rub off on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I soaked it all in so that you didn't have any, so that was good. You did whip me one day on the water, uh, which is really hard to do from the back of the boat out in Livescope country. Um, you know, Cody had a 14 pound bag to himself and I had like 11. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what went on that day, but I, I think you were just giving me those ones. <laughs> yeah, I was not. I was not. <laughs> well, I'm May, that. Yeah. It's not like I was seeing them and being like, oh, those are nice ones. Don't cast. It was like, there's hundreds and hundreds of bass there. And it's yeah. so hard to get one to bite. And you kind of have to catch some to, you know, to know the size a little bit and yeah, everything like that. But yeah, man, that's cool. It's cool to see, like, I don't know how it is for you, but when I go down there, man, I like seeing like Gerald Swindle and Drew Cook and like, you know, pulling, even though he's, a little controversial right now, you know, Keith Pochet pulling up beside you and little punk. yeah, that that's cool. Isn't it? Uh, I like it. If it's like that for you, imagine for me, you know, the think the, the think the fall bass derby on the floods. I'm, I'm down there with these big names and, you know, we're fishing and look over and swindles fishing a couple hundred yards from you. Like, I'm yeah. Like, in on my phone i'm like hey look there's swindle <laughs> yeah he's taking pictures of swindle and like 10 minutes before i just broke the g-man handle off my trolling motor and he he says it not loud enough for him to actually hear but he's just like hey swindle your handles suck <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I after we ran into him when we were registering there i would never say that to him that man would that guy would go up one side and down the other of me yeah like he says he's got a there's a little snow on the roof, but the fire's still burning. <laughs> I got to write that one down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, just, I mean, getting the energy off those guys and and seeing it all happen, I, that's, to me, that's worth the price of admission right there. And, you know, I'm sure that's going to fade, you know, when years come as, you know, I, I keep going back down there. I'm sure hopefully you get a chance to do another one and yeah, maybe okay. haul the boat down for one. Yeah, I I, I mean, not that I would be in the mix with the with you guys down there, but I mean, I would definitely be interested to bring the boat down, and I think I'd still want to pre-fish for the week with you, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a good time. I hope, uh, I hope if I end up back down there that I can get uh, 
get a partner for the week again. Not none are going to be as fun as you. I mean, even Raz said he's like, "Oh my god!" Even if I don't catch any bass this week. Like that's still been fun. We we had a good time. Like made the best of it. Um, you know, we were super serious. We fished dark to dark, which, by the way, everyone says they do, and not that many people actually do. No. Nope. Cooper Gallant, he gets up a little late some days, but uh, there's a hurricane warning one day, and I'm not saying this is smart. But we we pushed her way longer than we should have, and we came off, and the only other truck there was Coop. He was about five minutes behind us, but you ain't gonna beat that guy off the ramp. It's uh, you know, a lot, of, and I'm seeing it more and more. There's there's a lot more like entitlement than you think, and and you can see it in that someone like Coop, who has you know fought his way tooth and nail scraped up every penny he's got to to give this thing a go um you know and and you can see it in his integrity and in his passion and in his results and then in the same breath you got someone the same age who's just handed a duffel bag full of cash and be like here you're a professional fisherman now and they finish last in the points yeah like when you uh you, you kind of painted a picture for me before we got down there and <clears throat> it's not like that around home. You know, nobody is just given a, a bass boat and told to go run with it, but you painted a picture before we got down there and uh, I got to see it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, uh, that's one of the best things about the elite series is that you have to prove yourself to make it. Um, you know, and like I said, guys with financial backing can still make it, and there's going to be tons of good anglers that have that, and and you can't hold anything against them because they do. You know, it's easy to get jealous of it, but what's painful is when you see the you know that same financial backing and just someone with no drive, no uh, no motivation, and no incentive to do good. So, um, you know, as, as much as I want to get handed everything, it's kind of coming from the dirt and, and working your way up it just makes you appreciate it more. And I feel like it, you know, it reflects in your results. You look at all the top guys and, yeah. and they they weren't handed anything. No. And like you said, the guys saying they're fresh and dark to dark, there's, we've seen how many actually do. And there was only a select few. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man. Okay. Well, what else is going on? You're done for the year now. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna shopping around for uh, boats and new motors for the Rangers. So yeah, asking guys how fast their boats go. Yeah, I, a lot of those, a lot of those questions going on. But uh, no, just up at work here and start thinking about ice fishing, chasing some trout. Yeah, I got to come check out that crappie lake you got. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Nice, bud. Okay, man. Well, I'll let you get to work. Thanks. Uh, thanks for jumping on. I know it's, uh, uh, you know, tough to to make time between night shifts, but we had to uh, we had to get the word out, and uh, I'm sure people are gonna like listening to this because I sure did. No, thanks for having me, buddy, and uh, we'll be in touch. Okay, man. I'll talk to you soon. I'm just gonna do a wrap up here. I'll uh, I'll let you sail. Thanks, man. Cheers, buddy. Take care. Okay, you heard it from the man himself, Cody Wood. Um, as you can tell, he's a beauty. We had a good time down there. Um, pretty, uh, pretty crazy story. I thought. Um, I really wanted to believe that there weren't really 
it's many people like that in the in the tournament scene you know kind of what happened to him on the on the second day there but that's uh apparently it's a thing so yeah kind of kind of makes me boil a little bit like you said he was chewing up a spot and whatever but is what it is i'm not going to sit here and whine about it that's not going to be any good for anyone um so yeah next uh next we've got the surf and turf derby my little girls and walleye tournament i do uh you know just with just with buddies and yeah that's that'll be the last competitive event for me for a while still looking at uh all nine events on the bassmaster opens um not really sure if it's even possible logistically but still an option schedules out registration isn't for a little while so um yeah thanks uh thanks again for listening um if you haven't already do the subscribe thing remember what i told you about the pennies give me one of them pennies all right we'll talk to you soon take care bye-bye